podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Movie, 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 podcast. Movie, 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 podcast. Movie, 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 podcast. Movie, movie, podcast. So the worst part about this Skype call is that that's not going to sync up with anybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we were any of us were uh, really I expecting can't. that to go so so poorly. Pete, I felt like Alex say, and I had speak? that for a while. <laughs> I I didn't sing. I didn't think you did. Yeah, you I just felt like Alex and I held I, that together for a bit. I just sat back here laughing about how ridiculous that was. Somebody answer the phone. <laughs> Someone answer the phone. Answer the phone. Answer the answer phone. The phone. Yeah, all right, phone's answered. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the movie movie podcast. Uh, as you can tell, stop it. As you can tell, we are uh, doing this online, live from the internet. This week is the movie movie podcast. Uh, Tig's here, and with me, as always, we have ah oh, fuck it, uh, Peter, Russ, and Alex. What's going on? Hey, that psychopath. That was Alex, and this is Peter. Yep. And yeah, so uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, Seven Psychopaths, but before that, we will discuss Argo. Cool. Yeah. So should I uh, give it the old Arc rust down action? First. Rust it down. Let's rust it down. All right. Wait, I don't think people heard me say are going first. Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Argo, directed by Ben Affleck. As the Iranian revolution reaches a boiling point, a CIA exfiltration specialist concocts a risky plan to free six Americans who have found shelter at the home of the Canadian ambassador. Wait, so that's how exfil, that's what exfil means? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gets, I, I, I did not he, know, I didn't know what exfil was the entire time. <laughs> oh, I really? thought it was like a, like a gas station. I thought it was a video game. See, I've just used um, the power of deductive reasoning. Oh, yeah. That, I don't have that. I used conductive reasoning. I no, thought it just had something to do with Ben Affleck's beard. That was that was a, kind of a sweet beard. I'm just going to say that. That was a sweet beard that he just had going on there in that movie. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah but Ben Affleck's just been really hitting all the right notes as a director. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm yeah. I'm sure he's one of those people that when it was first announced that he was going to try directing that everyone kind of rolled their eyes. Yeah. Yep. Was Gone Baby Gone was first? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I mean, he's come a long ways from being just Matt Damon's friend. Mhm. Like in the eyes of people. Yeah. Halo's butt buddy. Yeah. So, I mean, and and you know, and then yeah, it started off like that and then it was like, "Oh, well, uh, you know, Ben Affleck whatever, his younger brother is a much better actor." Um no. You don't think Casey Affleck's a better actor than Ben Affleck? No. God, no. Really? Wow. Did you see the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? Yeah. Did you see Mallrats? <laughs> uh, did you guys... <laughs> Touche. Touche. Did you guys see Daredevil? Yes. Uh, did you see Gone Baby Gone? Let's go there. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Well, I think he's a better actor. I, I agree. Ben, wait, Ben or Casey? I think Casey. Casey's better. Me too. Ugh. I think Casey's just so hammy. Really? Like, Casey wasn't even in this movie, so let's stop talking about Casey and talk about the movie <laughs> right. I saw. Let's talk about, about about exfiltration. 
<laughs> oh, well, the best part is I also just realized that's the opposite of infiltration. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how it was easy to figure out. <laughs> Pete, you just blew my mind. <laughs> that was crazy. Thank, thank you, Alex, for also being the one to be like, "Whoa!" Are you serious? You both right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like completely serious. I that that just blew my mind. I just sit down. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for the next like Splinter Cell video game. <laughs> Xfil. Yeah. All right, so we got to talk about this movie. So can right. I say I'm I'm kind of done with seeing the old logos for film companies at the starts of films that are supposed to be nostalgic or whatever like that. Like, yeah, it's trying to be like a cute little thing that they do. Every yeah. once in a while, it works. When I'm not expecting it, I really like it. Yeah. Like for Scott Pilgrim, when they like made that like eight bit. See, yeah, that was cool. I mean, that but that wasn't like. That wasn't That's an different. 8-bit thing before. Like this was Wait, just it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, we are losing all credibility with this podcast. <laughs> we're for Pitch Perfect when they did it acapella style. I liked that. That was that was kind of cool. That was great. No, oh, that was great. Um, I feel like uh, that that thing aside, I feel like this is like the new 13 days in the sense that this is the movie that every kid will have to see in history class before they go on vacation. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I don't think there's really any cursing. There's no sex. Like there's there's a lot of cursing. Yeah, they what? say fuck a few times. Yeah, I'll go fuck yourself. Yeah. yeah like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know that running. But that's <laughs> that's acceptable for like class. A- yeah, I yeah. bet the AP like... kids will be able to see it. Oh, yeah. yeah, the AP. Yeah, it's going to be required. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as as much as like today's American high schoolers swear, I think it's going to be okay. That's true. Okay. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, but I feel like this is like that kind of movie. I mean, yeah, it's people have come down it for like kind of uh, downplaying maybe a lot of the violence of the history and not being as maybe realistic or anything like that. But I did like, um, you know, if nothing else, if it's not 100% accurate, which, you know, I don't imagine it is. I mean, it's still a fun kind of a caper movie. Yeah, yeah uh, get down to it, and I think the the backdrop, like seeing at the end, the historical comparisons to you know uh, the people and you know the shots. Uh, I think Ben Affleck got a lot of the the imagery down. I mean, those people looked hella seventies. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. The dude from Friday Night Lights looked exactly like the guy who was playing. Yeah, yep. like freakishly exact. Yeah, it's one of those things like when you th- you think an actor gets a script. And then he knows it's based on real life and looks at the picture. It's like, well, I guess I have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, really, one one of the things I like most about it is that, granted, Ben Affleck had this, you know, the story about like, you know, his his trial separation from his wife, and that there was two married couples as part of the uh, the people hiding out in the Canadian bas- uh, Canadian embassy. There we go. There you go. Uh, but there was there wasn't a ton of like overly like sappy emotion to it it was no. very yeah here's the situation here's what we have to get through and the story is the drama we don't have to add any extra special yeah. like they're it, like when when one of the husbands got up to go console his wife like they could have showed us that scene and it could have been like super high emotion and like crying mm-hmm. but they just skipped over that yeah yep. yeah which was nice yeah no definitely that, no that, i really that, I enjoyed it yeah that that wasn't what they were going for in the movie like they didn't really they didn't want to show that they wanted to show <clears throat> sort of what was going on around and like kind of just like the fear aspect of everything absolutely this movie yeah. could have yeah. been like two like two and a half three hours if they added actual yeah. like 
character stuff into it, but it fits into a perfect two hours with just mm-hmm. because it's it's really tense. Yeah. It, yep. and, and the 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 tension, especially you know at the end, uh, even though you can imagine what's gonna happen, um, he still does a really good job of of you know kind of keeping you on the edge of your seat just with yep. uh, yeah the, the music and and cinematography and everything, and it's not like it's a uh, you know that's more tension than you'll get from a lot of modern day horror films. Exactly. Uh, and this is in like a historical, you know, where fiction. you know exactly what happened. Like yeah. I thought, I thought like that was really, really well done. Like that last, like the last 15 minutes of the movie when he already says like, there's going to be these three separate checkpoints, whatever. Uh, and this is what's going to happen at each one. So I already knew that was going to happen. And yeah. I already knew that it was going to work out. And I was still like, Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my God. Oh Did my it- God. Did any of you guys? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, did any of you guys actually read the uh, like the Wired article that is based on? No. Of, like when they declassified. I've read, oh, I've really read a lot of stuff on this, um, mostly because it's come up on comic websites a lot, a lot because uh, of Jack, Jack Kirby's involvement. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who? Granted, they have someone playing him, but they never really call him out. But the person uh, for the people Michael who have Parks. seen it. Yeah, uh, but the per- people who have seen it, like the person who did all the storyboard art artwork for it, is the legendary Jack Kirby. Really? Of, yeah. Awesome. So so takes like yeah, um that was one of the things like it's come up a lot like a lot of people like to joke about it. Uh but yeah, I mean one of the like the founding fathers of, you know, Marvel Comics. Yeah. I remember there being talk about <clears throat> Jack Kirby when like Argo was like uh you know, it was getting ready for release and everything like that, but you know, just watching the movie, yeah, like you say, the, he's never named. You see him, but he's never actually named in the yeah. movie, and that's kind of crazy. So, so with some with someone who you know, like Michael Parks playing him, I, I'm definitely interested for a director's cut in this because I would love to see if there's more scenes with him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you don't think they would hire Michael Parks for three seconds of film? <laughs> Where I think he might have one line. Yeah, Maybe. I think they say we want you to redo these, and he goes, "Okay." No, he, he was, honestly, no. I think that's the exact. <laughs> He was just like, yep. he goes, Egypt, Iran, and then there's, or uh, Egypt, Iraq, and he's like, and then they just say Iran. That's like the last thing that you ever yeah. see of him. That yeah. was kind of one of the in-jokes of it, like, that they would talk a lot about in the articles, was because Jack Kirby could be that, you know, detailed, like, he would draw, like, Egypt, or he would draw, like, Iran, depending on what they wanted. Right. But that's, you know, besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, that, that, that's really cool. I didn't know that that was actually, uh, that that's where Jack Kirby uh, his character yeah. was so. I, so one of the fun things too, like I mean, we just we said it as well. Like Russ said, like you know what's going to happen. I mean, I was watching Ben Affleck on the Daily Show like the week it was supposed to be released. Like he said what the ending was. Like there was no like, hey, we're not actually going to tell you because like a lot of people don't know this story and keep you guessing. It's that basic like I know how this ends, but it's still going to kind of freak me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like a I kind of really haven't felt that since Apollo thirteen. Oh yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, and and I think that this is, I mean, maybe this movie can be a lot goofier than Apollo thirteen was. Apollo so thirteen was yeah. pretty goofy. <laughs> Do you yeah. when they were eating stuff in space and they pu- puking in space? Yeah. <laughs> don't, you rem- space. don't you remember Ron Howard's brother? Come on. That's. <laughs> uh, but I do think at times, like it, like while I, I really, really enjoyed it, it seemed like Alan Arkin and John Goodman were almost in a different movie. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I would have watched a buddy movie with those two. But I would have watched that movie, and I liked yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. And it, it was this great thing that for this film as well, like the amount of time we saw them was perfect. Like it, could, we could have gotten too much of them. It could have felt like you wanted more of them. I thought, I thought their screen time was perfectly uh, timed out. <laughs> 
Yeah, especially like as the movie, like as the action really started to like, you know, ramp up, there's no reason to sort of deflate the tension that's been built up by showing them. So I think they kind of did that right. And and they actually, you know, were able to build up tension by having them on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which I thought was, you know, a good way to keep them in the story and, and again, keep it, keep it tense, keep it exciting. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I feel like this is the kind of movie, like I would go see this with my parents. Yeah, Me definitely. Too. Yeah, my parents want to see this movie. I did not see it yeah. with them, but they want to see it. Yeah, it's um, what's interesting too. I've heard a lot of people want to see this as well, which is very refreshing. And the same thing goes for uh, Seven Psychopaths, what we'll talk about later. I like hearing that many people say, "You know what? I'm really interested in this film." Because both of these, I, I believe, really deserve to be seen. Yeah, definitely. Both very interesting. <clears throat> I mean, Seven Psychopaths is a very interesting take on that kind of genre, and this is and this is very much a piece of the genre, but it's not, but you haven't really seen a film of the genre of, uh, this kind of just done this well recently. Yep. Yeah. Without being just like overly long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like overly preachy. Like this is just a, a really well done, like almost workman, like well done film that doesn't have a, a message. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, this is a story and we're going to tell it. And because I'm, I'm so good at directing, you will feel what you need to feel. Yep. Absolutely. Like, and I like, you know, it's not overly preachy because, I mean, he does include at the beginning, like, this little recap of, like, a short recap of what's been going on in that area. And it, you know, it tells you what a lot of people forget that, you know, a lot of the Middle East is fucked up because we've backed crazy people in the yep. past. Yep. And, uh, and you, know, you know, in some ways, America's to blame for a lot of things. You know, granted, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I don't want to get too political. Not necessarily to blame, but we have some responsibility. I, you know what? I don't want to get into that. Yeah. that. That's for our political podcast. We don't want to get into that right now. Politics, politics, podcast. The poli sci, poli sci podcast. So you guys want to, you guys want to rate this? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Ross, what do you think? Ooh, um, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this four and a half planet of the apes. Nice. Um, it it's just there's n- there really isn't a flaw in the film that I can think of, but I'm trying to stay away from fives. It it's directed just perfectly. Like there's I can't find a I can't really find a flaw with the film. Um, it's it's really enjoyable. It's edge of your it's like edge of your seat uh, stuff, and I, I think like it's the type of movie that like if you don't like it, that says a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Nice. Um, I'll go next since Alex dropped out of the Skype conversation. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. Hopefully, he'll be back. But I, I, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go exactly with Russ. Yep. I, I feel. Can, can little... I? Can I have you do Alex's instead? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Okay, no, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it four and a half. Like I, I, it's weird. I feel the exact same ways. I want to stay away from fives, especially when we're talking about, in my mind, one of one of the the films that I am absolutely expecting to see nominated for best picture. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of like once I see once I see all the best picture nominees, uh, then I'll decide which one is a five kind of thing. Yeah, in my mind. But like you know, a movie like Avengers, I was like, oh, that's a five. Just right. because it gives me a giant nerd boner, mm-hmm. but but this one, yeah, as what you know, there's it? not 
a ton of flaws. It's, he does a great job of making it an interesting story. He doesn't over-direct. He himself, like, casts him in one of the lead roles, but he doesn't overact with it. He doesn't make his character this, like, huge emotional thing. It's just, it's a... It's, it's like, a, quiet and understated, yeah, which I it's an great. incredibly compelling story that builds a lot of tension and, or, you know, real organic tension, and that will keep you kind of nervous and, until the end. And then, and then every you know, all the people who are in Iran, like the CIA people, Brian Cranston's great, uh, Alan oh, Arkin and John Goodman, absolutely put it in like fantastic performances. I, oh, the Brian, all the CIA people were incredible in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I guess since Alex, Alex, you back yet? He's no. not. No. All right. So I'll go. I'm going to give this uh, four. Uh, Argo, fuck yourselves. And this movie was just, it was really entertaining. It was really good. It's, it's, you know, it's predictable because it's supposed to be kind of predictable. Uh, it's predictable because it's sort of, you, you know, the story and you're not, and you're kind of going in here knowing the story, even if you haven't read the article or haven't like heard too much about it, you can just kind of assume what's going to happen because it's what you want to happen is what's going to happen at the end. And that's kind of great. And it doesn't, it's not overly long. It's just, it's a great length. The second half of the movie just fucking flies once it starts it just yep. it just flies um and the first half is so enjoyable because it's yep. you know it's, it's arkin and goodman you know making old hollywood jokes exactly yeah and that's and that's fucking that 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 was really great that that was yeah. really funny uh but yeah I, I think that this is a great movie and i think that this is a movie that pretty much everyone is going to have to see uh at some point this is this like i think you said it really well Pete, when you were talking about apollo 13 like this is that kind of movie where everyone needs to go experience this movie. Uh, and I think that's kind of weird because like, we don't get those anymore. No, like, we don't. We get movies that like, like are your best picture, like that type of movie might be really genre specific for like one person. Like, I think the artist is fantastic, but you're not going to sit down in school and watch the artist or you're not going to sit down with your whole family and watch the artist. Yeah, no. But like a film like this, like I, I don't know who wouldn't see this movie. Exactly. Alex, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, Alex, what is uh, your... I, I agree. Uh, I think that it is, uh, it's something that um, is going to be uh, enjoyable for, I think, just about anyone with either an interest in something like, you know, history, maybe not like serious history, uh, in the sense of like, yeah, this is not going to be something <laughs> Ooh, in wow. serious. Guys, yeah, serious history. Fans of Troy. <laughs> fans uh, of Gladiator. No, no, this is ways to step above Troy. Again, it's, it's, it, I feel like it's, uh, like I said before, on the same line as something like a 13 Days. Uh, but so much more, under, but much more entertaining. Uh, I would give this. And when would you watch it? <laughs> um, I'm going to give this um four uh Donovan take uh cravats. It's Tate Donovan. Tate Donovan. Donovan Tate. Nice. Same thing. Same nope. thing. Uh, I was doing it like I was uh filing a, a record. Right. Um, oh, there you go. Go see this. Um, go see this now. I think this is one to go see in the theaters. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know that as we said, like builds a lot of great tension. And if you're you know in a place where you don't feel like you should talk, the lights are out, you're glued to a seat because you don't want to get up. Like this is the kind of film to go see. Like, like a lot of movies like this, like kind of lose their steam if you're at home because like there's you don't care if you're not yeah. looking at it for a distractions. Second. Yeah. 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 You you could this is a movie I could see like looking down on your phone a lot like or playing with an iPad for too long if you're watching it at home. Um, so uh, I would say 
and you lose like a lot of the stakes if you're not really paying attention to like how difficult what they're trying to do is. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not listening to every word, you're like missing the point. And I think that it was it was good that they didn't overshadow like the people that were playing the um uh like the the, the guys that he was ex filling. Um like uh <laughs> like the the, the captive I don't know if you call them captives, but the uh uh but those guys, Refugees? the Americans Yeah. Um like there was not like they didn't overshadow that like a lot of big name people that like right. you know they kept it like you know kind of like mid range good actors uh so that way like you know if like Zac Efron was one of them like it would be weird like it would take yeah. you out of the movie mm-hmm. um but i felt like casting and everything was really great for this and a lot of yep. fun yeah it's weird that he used that cuz Zac Efron was one of the Iranian guards at the airport <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that was that speaks to this movie is how well he was able to blend in <laughs> To the guard role, like you never would have guessed it. Okay, Just let's like stop Jack sucking Kirby. this movie's dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know. Tell, give, us, give us the rust down for Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths, directed by Martin McDonough and written a struggling screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> what? So that wasn't in the rust down. That's weird that they wouldn't mention that. Yeah. In, in the sh- IMDb, that they would just say directed by Martin McDonough. Yeah. Uh, a struggling screenwriter inadvertently becomes entangled in the L.A. criminal underworld after his oddball friends kidnap a gangster's beloved Shih Tzu. Now, this is this so, is one of the things I I love that happens when when uh, like a writer or director or you know one of either like does a movie that you know that everyone loves, like uh, Martin McDonough did it in Bruges. Yes, that everyone loves it. So he makes a second film. And they, you know, advertise the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those times which I am so happy that it's the film is so far away from what you think it is in the ads. Yes, it is. It oh, is yeah. completely it's different. Still very much the the brainchild of a very good writer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is so crazy meta. Um, yeah. And it's like and that is something I can see, you know, someone going for like uh you know an action comedy is going to be maybe a little caught off guard when they go see this movie. I, I think I'll say right off the bat, this movie is not as accessible as the marketing would lead you nope. to. Yeah. Not at all. Especially and, in a time when like Taken 2 is coming out and stuff like that. They're kind of trying to yep. market it towards that audience and this is like, not the audience. Where Taken 2 is as entertaining as it was, I mean, I gave. I think it's average. It's yeah. like your standard action movie with no thought, no plot. It's, <laughs> so you hear, oh, seven psychopaths. That's got to be about seven yeah. badass dudes. Yep. The most yeah. like kind of slapsticky, simple humor is all in the trailer. Yep. There's so much yeah. of like McDonough, like black comedy, and also very strange laughs that you just don't get from the previews. Yeah, and and I think that um, you know while they they're pitching the ensemble cast, so many of those people, uh, I mean, microseconds. Yep. Yep. A lot of yeah, them get Olga, killed pretty quickly. Olga, whatever. I don't know how to say Kurlenko. her last name. Yeah, Kurlenko is in it one for scene. One scene. maybe two minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she has a great scene. Let's get yeah. Uh, yeah. I think like this movie, and it makes me, it makes me, it made me feel really weird watching it because it was almost like a more pumped up version of Imbruge in that sense where like the way he he blends comedy with like sad shit, mm-hmm. 
yeah. at the same time, and it it's really really jarring because it's it it's it's equally both. Yep. It's equally funny and it's equally like weird and sad. And like I know very few directors don't have the ability to pull that off. Like um, I, I think the example that, that I don't know why this movie well, reminds me of it so much, but it reminds me of like, what if this movie was done wrong? Smoke and aces. Oh God. Like, <laughs> you know, that, well, a weird part of me doesn't hate that movie. I don't no, hate I'll that. watch. I'll watch it every time it's on. But yeah. that, that to me seems like Joe Carnahan was trying to do this, but couldn't. Yeah. And like, but I, yeah, you're right. And I, I think this is like that movie done right. Which um, is, it's not easy to do because it's very, very odd. And and I like the fact that this movie calls out its own weaknesses. Yeah, yep. constantly. Like, but, like, it's like, you don't know how to write. I thought was brilliant. Yes. Like, we're talking about, like, how women are, like, written in these types of movies or yes. whatever. He's having the conversation <laughs> with Christopher Walken's character, who, by the way, like, I haven't, like, walked in in a movie in I don't know how long. I mean. And, like, I was transfixed on his character. I thought he was brilliant. Well, because usually he's just crazy. And with this one, he was crazy, but, like, actually had depth to it. He had a lot of depth Absolutely. to it, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I actually, like, I felt for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. I felt awful. Yeah. And, like, it would be so easy just to have him be, you know, Christopher Walken being nuts. Yep. Yeah, and, when is- he, and when there's the scene in, like, the uh, the hospital lobby where it's just Christopher Walken staring at Woody Harrelson for a second. Oh, yeah, he he absolutely killed he that scene. killed that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was one. Of, it's a very interesting film too. That like you know, I laughed through the entire thing, but yep. like uh, yeah. I just I just saw it a few hours ago. But most of the train ride home, and while I was thinking about this, I was like thinking about how like strangely like depressing and sad uh, Sam Rockwell's character was. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Even even though I'm laughing through the entire film uh, with him, but it's it's such an interesting character if you really like kind of sit to think about him. Yep. And this Sam was- Ro- Sam Rockwell steals the show with this. He does. I mean, he it, it it's weird that I've gotten so used to it. That it doesn't even surprise me anymore. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Sam Rockwell's just being better than everybody yet again. And that's not to say anyone else, anyone is bad in this movie because everyone is phenomenal. Everybody in this, yeah, yeah. And Colin Farrell, just do stuff like this. I know. This right? is <laughs> what you're good at. This the, is what like, you're great at. These are the movies. This like this in Bruges. Like are the movies that make me like Colin Farrell. And uh, um, what you call it? I liked Fright Night. Me too. I like Fright Night too. Uh, but like, I feel like a lot of times when he's working with the directors, like he can't capture this like amount of like fun and things like like all these things that he's able to do here. Like I don't see him do when he's working with other you know, no other directors. It's like because he gets those like more of those roles that are like your your generic like I'm the good guy without any vulnerability. I'm just like who I am, and I think he plays like comedy and vulnerability better than you would ever expect and it doesn't it looks counter to him because he's like you know a big macho irish dude but yeah yeah well i he i mean he's incredible in bruges i mean i've i've recently watched that again and it's it's amazing how well he he portrays kind of like what well what should have been like a tough guy hitman but also like the sad sad person he was is that on streaming right now no no I'm gonna just buy it on Blu-ray. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 worth it. I mean, that's when because when good, I'm in the mood for that movie, there's nothing else that will sort of fill its void. No, it, and that's a good movie to show people. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if like, you're around someone that hasn't seen Imbruge and you're like hanging out, like that's a good movie to like spend, you know, absolutely like, watching. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one of those great movies that, you know, it, it's very, the first time you watch it, it's very funny, but it, it, you kind of find more comedy in it every single time. Like, like a Fargo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember the first time I saw Fargo, I don't, I think I laughed that much, but the second time I saw yeah. Fargo, I think I laughed from like every single line from beginning yeah. to end. And it's I like I was well, I was well aware and cognizant of the fact that it, you know, is a very funny movie or a very good movie. Yeah. But the humor, like, it took a little bit for that to come out. Like in Bruges, I didn't get the humor to like a lot of the humor, at least to like second, third viewings, that sort of thing. This, I think, is a little bit more straightforward in its in its comedy. Um, but god damn it, like I this this was just such a, a like an enjoyable ass film. I don't yeah, know what else yeah. to say. And, and it, yeah. When it embraces its craziness and just goes off the rails, it just—I I mean, I was—I was dying to catch my breath with, yep. you know, just cracking up. And, at the, it. and the fact that the fiction of the world of this film and the reality of the world of this film sort of like mix and mingle, and like one, like it, it, the way it's done, it's—it's it's just so. Like I literally was like Alex, you kind of you kind of nailed it right there. I did. I was kind of like spinning as I was watching it. I'm like, wait, but yeah. that, yeah. oh no, yeah. You. And, and you know nothing, what? Like, no- <laughs> um, oh. I was just gonna say real quick, like nothing, nothing about the previews or anything, even about the movie beforehand of like everything you've seen f- so far in the film could prepare you for the Tom Waits segment. I just, oh. I wish Tom Waits was in it for long. You were so unprepared for that whole sequence. <laughs> uh, I I love Tom Waits. I think Tom Waits, like I don't know if he knows he's in a lot of these movies. When he is, I feel like he is just himself. Mm-hmm. Then he just shows up and he cuts in the middle of the movie, and they're like, "I guess we'll just film this." Yep. <laughs> I literally oh, think they, they actually took out right. that ad, and Tom Waits showed up. Like he, his character <laughs> is so off the wall. I, and and it's like and it's great when like a movie that's this crazy has a character that is like oh this is crazy. Mm-hmm. There's not like, one person in this movie who's normal, and it, it literally like when he showed up on screen, I'm like, all right, this is crazy. Now, and, meanwhile, and, this whole movie is balls to the wall insane. Yep. And I think that like again, this is like a movie. Like I think even if you don't think this is gonna be kind of your bag as kind of like as kind of, as like you know like oh i you know uh you know maybe don't want to hear a movie that you know says that kind of language or is like you know maybe comes off as like you know kind of the mis- again maybe like the misogyny or anything I, I you know that has um i think this is a movie you should still see and give a chance i think uh, that like the misogyny aspect of it is very brief for the most part and then by the end of the movie it is completely tongue, flipped well, on tongue, its head well yeah but it's tongue in, tongue in cheek that's i mean like i think that like yeah a lot of the things that like maybe like would seem like they aren't appealing to other audiences uh are called out yeah or like and like you're saying they're like flipped on their head that like i think everyone should give this movie a shot if not just to have an opinion on it because yeah. mm-hmm. it's just really interesting no matter what it's weird. Like this, this movie kind of joins um, 
the pantheon of like really meta smart films which there's really only one in my mind right now cabin in the woods in that it's just like it's a movie but it's about movies and a yeah. commentary on them at the same time and even while yeah, it's like watching, three or four different things and while you're watching this movie you still don't even know what's about to happen like from the first very first scene i was just like oh is this going to be like a pulp fiction type of thing and then it just kind of and then it just keeps flipping itself and i think <laughs> i think that's the point like you just nailed it like you're you're asking the question like right as the movie like comes on like oh so this is a pulp fiction i think we've gotten so used to just comparing a movie when it comes out or when it comes on to the closest thing we know to it yeah that like we know everything about that movie already and this kind of says nah you don't know know anything about what this is because i'm weird that was such oh god that opening scene was so great just like watching him oh it's fantastic oh and with two actors i love yeah, and, and and I think that like uh, everyone, even if they are under like you know, even if you don't get much time with them, they just everyone turns out brilliant performances and just get yep. to say really funny dialogue. Yeah, and then the scene after the credits with uh, or during the credits with Tom Waits, pretty good. Oh God, I was like walking, getting ready to walk out, and then I heard, I saw that, and I was like, oh God, I and, almost stayed for the uh, whole credits just in case. I know, yeah, but yeah, that, like once that happened, I was just like, oh right, I totally forgot that he said this earlier. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it's one of those, again, all the throwaway lines are not throwaway in this movie, Yeah, which make it fun. I think like that's one of the great things when you have like a writer who like a strong writer who's able to direct his own work. Like he didn't put anything in there that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, we could yeah. gush about this movie yeah, for forever, but, but we could also rate it, right? You guys ready to rate this one? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, right. I just I just imagine the two of you like uh, like doing an inspirational speech with uh, like headphones with microphones, uh, heads with microphones. Because like, you, so we could do this forever. <laughs> or, could, but Alex, what did you think? The corny uh, tag team. <laughs> Thanks, Tiggs. I this movie, and what I'm gonna give it is four and a half shots through the eyeballs. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, this movie is it's so right up my alley. Um that I just enjoyed the heck out of every second of it. Um, I did feel like maybe sometimes, like, I didn't know if it, like, felt like it was going on a bit long. Um, but it didn't matter, because I would have watched a TV show of this movie. Like, I would have watched yeah. this movie over and over again. Um, and I'm excited to see it again. Uh, this is one that, you know, every time it's going to be on HBO, I'm going to watch this film. Uh, and I would say go out and... You know, go out and see this now so you can be cool and bring it up at parties. Yeah, two theater, two theater viewings this week for you now. Or two uh, Where to See It's in the theaters by Alex. Not just Netflix. Yeah, full full price for both of these. Whole right, yeah. Uh, Pete, what did you think? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I'm going to give it four. I thought it was was great. I thought it was very funny. I absolutely want to see it again. Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how it kind of feels and uh, being able to pay attention to some of the nuances throughout the entire thing. But as I said, it, it just you know it it's it's amazing how it kind of tries to spell itself out for you, but constantly surprises you. Uh, and I think that the whole the button ending so great as a sense <laughs> of like, y- yes, it's kind of like silly about action movies, but here's you know at the end of like an action movie, like here's where someone would kind of be. <laughs> right. Right. At that, so I like I like checking in with Colin Farrell on that one. Uh, For what, by the way? Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a four. Uh, 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 Jack of Diamonds. Nice. 
Thanks. Uh, Russ. I'm going to go with four uh, bunny rabbits. <laughs> as I was watching it, I was like, holy shit. I can now take my girlfriend to see this movie because she likes bunnies. And I feel like that enough, <laughs> that right there is enough. That's, that's the selling point. That's all you need. For, for, you need. That's enough of an entry point for this movie. Because I feel like that's all you need for this movie. Is if you're on board with one element of this movie, I feel like the rest of it can totally win you over. It is smart. It is funny. It reads like it, it could be. It would be a. It'd be a book that I would read and laugh while reading. Um, every single performance is phenomenal. Every piece of dialogue is purposefully put there. And this is one where, like, yeah, if I'm giving it four right now, I'm f- fully aware of the fact that this is going to be like a four and a half, potentially five down the road. Yeah. Because first viewing, like, it was a lot to take in. Second time, third time around, I know I'm going to love it. Sam Rockwell killed. Uh, Woody Harrelson was great. And Zelchko Ivanek was in both of the movies that came out this week. And that dude is in a lot of things. That's right. The, yeah. He's in, a, I, I, I didn't know, I saw him both back to back. And I realized that. And that dude is awesome. This movie is so goddamn good. I'm really excited to see what, what comes next from Martin McDonough. Nice. Well, absolutely. This, this family is entirely too uh, talented. I mean, are, is, are you uh, talking about the movie movie podcast family? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the McDonough family. His brother wrote and directed uh, The Guard, which is so oh, great as well. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Is that with Gleason? Yeah. The oh. uh, Brendan Gleason, Gleason, John Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle movie. Oh, right, that's, right, right. that's Martin McDonough's brother. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I never knew that. I never even knew that. Awesome. Diggs. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, four Vietnamese psychopaths. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot about that completely. That that, <laughs> that whole that that one segment that just kind of keeps popping up a couple of times is just like is beyond amazing. It's it's a non sequitur throughout the movie, but then it just sums up everything that he wanted the movie to be like that they talk about throughout the movie and it just kind of does it perfectly. And even the I just dialogue- got goosebumps thinking about that right now. That was so one of the most fun. brilliant reveals yep. ever. <laughs> That's like uh, yeah. <laughs> the movie the the dialogue is great. The story is great and it keeps you guessing. I mean, I think that some of it was pretty much like, "Oh yeah, I know where this is going," but that doesn't even matter. Well, yeah, and I think sometimes when things telegraph themselves like that, if you just take yourself out of it and just be like, okay, this is what's going to happen, yeah. you might not have as much fun with it. But even though it like spells out some things, um, just... Get the phone. Just, get the phone. Uh, just being along for the ride with this movie um, was, was a hoop and a yeah, holler. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and yeah, I, I, like you guys are saying, I can't wait to see uh, what comes next. And I walked out of this theater and I just started listening to Tom Waits again. So like I put on rain dogs immediately. As I I, when heart. he, when Tom Waits was talking about going to someone's house, I expected him to ask, what is he building? Yeah. Just a good week of movies this week, guys. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, what do we have coming up next week? Silent Hill is not next week. Um, no, next Alex week is Cross is next week. And Paranormal week. Activity 4. Fuck that. <laughs> I, I can't what wait. A da- what us. a downer from like from this where, we, where we were this week. I'm yeah. going to follow him to the gates of hell. <laughs> Before I let him touch my whatever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. 
anymore. It's so weird. That, that, that scene in the trailer, it just doesn't fit with the rest of uh, it. And also, like, don't have your tagline be, you don't cross Alex Cross. Oh, so oh, bad. So bad. Uh, Pete, Pete could see me at the movie theater uh, trying the kiosks that weren't working, and he texted me, like, the one at the left works. <laughs> and I expected him to say something like, and you have a very pretty wife. <laughs> she looks stunning. Matthew- Oh, that's Matthew that Fox, movie right? makes me audibly yeah. wince. I didn't even know that was a thing you could do. <laughs> Sounds so weird in that. I like trailer. wince out loud. How's that? How's that scenery taste, Matt? Inflict- inflicting pain is very important part of my true calling. <laughs> All right, we gotta get the. I can't, I can't right now. All right, you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us, uh, give us your fake movie Friday submissions, or just tell us what you think about the podcast at moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can rate us on iTunes if you search for Priest and the Beekeeper, and we are the Priest and the Beekeeper, an improv comedy troupe uh, who has a. Uh, we have a show this week. We have a show this Thursday, October 18th. At that. Long it's a Island big C- one. Oh, yeah. Long Island City's The Creek and the Cave. We'll be doing stand-up. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Um, so, yeah, come on out 930 at The Creek and the Cave uh, this Thursday, October 18th. And uh, we'll be doing it with our good friend Zach Broussard, uh, who is going to be getting together some other stand-ups to do some improv, right? Yep. Cool. Yep. It's all going to happen. It's, it's really happening, guys. This is real. It's all happening. So, uh, so thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks for uh, thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Wait, are you thanking me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thanking you. Don't oh, cross. That's that's sweet of you to say, Tiggs. I, I figured we needed a new ending, and that seemed like the most appropriate one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being being polite, <laughs> it's the best it's the best. Friendship plan. is the best. Fuck ending. y'all. Peace.